Welcome to the Crank and Surf podcast with Craig Tonks and Miles Nidri. Hey guys, welcome back to another Crank and Surf podcast. I've got, I'm Craig Tonks and I've always got with me... Miles Nidri, hey Miles there. Miles Nidri is in the house and we have two special guests. One that'll talk, one that probably won't talk. <laughs> so we have Max Bidstrup. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah. And his furry companion, Oki. Yeah, he, he doesn't tend to say much. He's a bit more of a listener than a, than a talker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he's the quiet type. Yeah. Yes. And he's currently trying to play with your dog. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Through the door. Trying to play with my yeah. husky. So he's an Australian Shepherd. Yeah, nine years old. Nine years old. Yeah, and... Uh, How many countries has Oki been to? Oki's been to 17 countries now. 17? Yeah, 18 if you count his stopover he just had in um, Dubai. Oh, on the way yes. Home from wow. Canada. Yep. Um, so he's pretty well-travelled and takes it all in his stride, really. He's more so well-travelled. Does he have to go into quarantine for certain countries? or The only country in all of those that he's had to go into quarantine in is Australia, yeah, coming yeah, home. Yeah. Um, and Australia was by far the hardest yeah. process to get him yeah. home. Um, which, which you know, is for good reason, yeah, largely. Yeah. Yeah. Biosecurity. It, yeah. I think so, in some degrees it, it can be a little bit over-strict, but otherwise it's for a good reason. And, um, yeah, only 10 days quarantine. It used to be up to six months yeah. they'd have to quarantine yeah, for. Yeah. So 10 days, mm. pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. 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 10 days doesn't seem like a long time, but... Actually, we're going to scrap our format. We're going to we're going we're going to go a little bit different today. We're going to we're going to push you here. We're going to talk your stuff. So, I've got Adrian as a, a traveller, a surfer, an adventurer, and a documentary maker. Whether it be amateur or professional, it's <laughs> yeah. you're a documentary maker. Yeah. Who's basically done it on YouTube. Yeah, all through YouTube. You know, so through YouTube, yeah. Yeah, and I'd say also a probably a paramedic because I'm hopefully getting back you into are. that very shortly. Yeah. The applications have just opened for Ambulance New South Wales so mm. I'm putting in, working in putting in my application at the moment as well so oh, I want to combine a bit of the two in the future. Mm. Yeah. It's, oh, he's whipping around the kitchen. <laughs> so where, where did all the travel start? So you're in Victoria working as a paramedic. Yeah. And you had a van back then? Yeah, so the travel... Well, I think the travel started as soon as it could when I started making my own money as an adult yeah. kind of yeah. thing. I, my first trip was to New Zealand and I actually rented a... I was 19 and I rented a car and camp, oh. camped, brought a tent and all my camping gear and camped all around the North and South Island for about a, just over a month. Yeah. And that was kind of kicked it all off. And then once I started paramedics at 21, it just happens to be a job where in Victoria, you get 10 weeks paid leave a year. And so you generally work a few months, then you get a month off. Mm. And for seven years that I was an AMBO, every month off, I went overseas somewhere Mm. different, essentially. Um, Well, I went back to Indo a few times. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, you know, I varied it up a fair bit. (laughs) And so, love traveling with that. And then in, I think, 2011, I got my first van. And that was because I was working four days on, four days off with paramedics. And on my days off, I'd spend, you know, almost every day driving from Melbourne to the surf coast and Mm. back daily, uh, which is around an hour and a half Mm. each way. 
and I wanted to be able to stay down there but at the time I didn't have a lot of friends living down there and um, couldn't afford you know a beach house down there definitely yeah. couldn't now anyway yeah. um, so I bought the van and just kitted it out with a really basic conversion yeah. started taking Oppie down Oppie's always sat on the beach while I surf yeah. and but staying in the van overnight mm. in car parks yeah. down there and just loved being able to stay there and chill and pretty cool yeah it makes your days off a bit of an yeah. adventure every every day's off so that's where it kind of all kicked off and then yeah, yeah obviously it, it you know the alternative to that was that you base yourself in Torquay and travel to the city it's true <laughs> it's true and I, I did <laughs> contemplate it uh, well in the end that that's actually pretty much what I did is yeah. that I in I think it was 2013 I made that decision of going, I'd rather commute to work and yeah. live down there. Yeah. So I actually, me and the guy I was living with in Melbourne, he was keen too. So we yeah. moved, we committed to moving to Geelong in March. And then sometimes, you know, you just have, have good luck in life. Yeah. And a few months before that, they'd announced that Geelong was opening a new ambulance station. Right. And normally the way they would staff the station is they would take the people... Um, or they would, it'd be like first in best dress with getting your name on top of a list, yeah. and a wait list, and list. normally there's seniority because yeah. there's people that have been waiting for a long time. <clears throat> but they decided with this new Geelong branch to do something different, and what they did is they took the names of everyone that was on wait lists from all the branches in the Geelong region mm -hmm. and put them in a hat oh, and wow. drew them out. So for, I think there ended up being like 150 names in the hat, and they drew out 15. And I happened to be one of wow. them. And so I got, cool. I went from what was looking like going to be a five year wait to get in Geelong to getting in after two and a half years. Wow. And literally started the month mm. I moved to Geelong. So wow. it's just perfect. Won the lottery. Yeah, literally <laughs> yeah, won yeah. the lottery. Pretty and much. Yeah, then I worked down that surf coast for yeah. three years. Loved it down there. Yeah. Yeah. Great spot. Yeah. yeah. Winters aren't quite as nice as no, they uh, uh, My brother lives on the Mornington and. Yeah. Um, we were down there last winter and yeah. Yeah, it was 13 degrees yeah. at, at the, in yeah. the water and, yeah, and that was on a warm day. So Yeah, yeah, the water can get around 11 pretty consistently yeah. by the end of winter. I, I started sure. surfing on the Mornington Peninsula. Yeah. It's beautiful down there. It's great. Gunnamatta's yeah. got a lot of yeah. punch and yeah. there's a lot of good spots in Flinders and that as well around the corner for when you're starting out a bit yeah. softer. And, yeah, well, we, we surfed um, Minos. Yep. And we surfed Point Leo, so we yep. had the kids with us. So we, it was only sort of, um, I think it was that three to four foot sets at Point Leo. Yeah. But what I liked about it was Crescent Head with about a third of the people out there. Yeah. And everyone sat out the back wanting to get the set waves, and they left all the two to three footers on the inside. And I was on my brother's longboard going, well, you guys can take <laughs> as many of those as you want. I'm going to sit on the inside and just go nuts. And yeah. that's pretty much what I did for an hour straight. Yeah. So I didn't get a chance to get cold. I was always paddling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Point Leo's that that was one of our like very early on spots and loved it. Oh, I love so that. good yeah. for yeah, yeah. For, especially on the long bo longer boards. Yeah. Sounds fun. I'm not I'm not a fan of the cold though. That's the problem with me. Oh, no, it kills just, me. Yeah, like I I would have I didn't have gloves <clears throat> on that trip. I just had boots and, and my four three. Yeah. and I've just bought some gloves. I just got a new weddy top, and I I made sure I added some gloves to the order. So the next time I go down, I've got some. I've got. The, you oh. want to be? They'll know you're from New South then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was paddling out at yeah. that 13 degrees, and I went. If I had gloves in the car, yeah. they would be on my hands right now. 
Yeah. yeah. The only time I really wanted gloves is I surfed in Tofino in Canada. Oh, when yeah. I was there. And I reckon I was the only guy, that didn't have person them. out there that didn't have gloves yeah. on. And when I came back in, it was like late November, so it was still just the start of getting into, it was snowing and stuff, yeah, but it was the yeah. start of getting into really cold. And when I came in, I was I was a bit embarrassed because I had to get Lee, my girlfriend at the time, to help me get my booties off because yeah, my hands could not open. Oh, and I just remember a guy in the car park calling me a pussy because I couldn't couldn't get the booties off. Yeah. And I was literally like frozen. frozen. Yeah, that, we had a little propane yeah. heater in the... Um, in the van yeah. and I just went and just like had my hands in front of it for ages trying to thaw yeah. out. So while we're talking about Tofino, that's one of the spots that I like to visit because I haven't been to Canada yet. Yeah. And a few of the North Stars players that have come out over the seasons, mm-hmm. some some of them have been there and surfed there. Yeah. And I Googled it and there was something like a dozen surf schools in Tofino. Yeah. And I went, wow, there's a summer holiday for me and my daughter. Yeah. Go it's, over there for their for their summer and July and our winter, yeah. And um and and just work work on the surf schools and just to mm. help pay for the visit. Yeah, for sure, it's yeah. a good idea. It's one of those spots that, in summer, by all reports, it just expands exponentially yeah. with the the crowds. And then in winter, it's really quiet. Yeah. There. There's just the the locals that mm. stick through, and then because obviously it does get pretty cold, and it's yeah. it's known as like a beachy spot, yeah. so it's more their summer destination. But um, it's a really cool little town. Lots of waves, yeah. Like Lots I've of waves. Heard if you if you don't like the point break that you're on, just go twenty minutes either side, and there's another one. Yeah, oh, yeah. and and we knew some locals there, and if I I'd love to go back and spend more time there because there's spots kind of a few hours north and south that are wilderness mm. areas that have some one guy had just been back from a camp trip and was showing me footage of this like left hander just mm. rolling to a river mouth yeah and it's just it's just like really what you picture there i don't know if you've seen alone the yeah, yeah, series yeah, yeah. it was like that like bear country yeah. but that's where they're surfing and there's no one there right. and they use they all have boats to get there so yeah, yeah. you wouldn't want to camp on the beach bear, bear no. bait. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's need your right. bear spray yeah so then you Met a girl, moved overseas for a while. Yeah, for a while, yeah. Built, built a van. Yeah. And then did a, a bit of a trip. Yeah. A big trip. A big trip. A big trip. Yeah. So you, you had a Mercedes Sprinter? Yeah, it was a 2006 uh, T1N Sprinter, which yeah. we picked after looking at... We looked mainly at Sprinters because mm. as that's what I drove as, as an Ambo. Yeah. And so I was really familiar with them. Um, I knew they were comfortable and pretty reliable. Yeah. And good economically, which, you know... Did it have big... the air, air seats? No, this oh, one didn't. Okay. It didn't, which I did love in the, in the ambulances. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, did have a, oh, I did have a ride in one last night and it was quite comfortable. Yeah, they, they're great. They're great. It would have been a nice upgrade. I'm okay. I'm not, I wasn't injured. <laughs> probably, would have, probably would have fixed the air con before I got the air seats, though. Yeah. But, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so I looked at quite a few vans there, but a huge issue with vans in Canada is the rust. Yeah, like yeah. Some yeah. of them we... they salt the roads. Mm. They yeah. salt the roads, yeah. exactly. And some of them we looked at were, you know, you'd go to open the passenger door and you could feel the movement in the handle because yeah. it's so rusty yeah, around yeah, that. Yeah. And so I think the first four we looked at, and they were always pretty sneaky, they'd take good photos so yeah, you couldn't yeah. see the rust and then you mm. get there. Yeah, and, yeah. 
and they'd be like, oh, you know, you can get this fixed easy, but it's no, not when it's when it's that it's, bad. It's, right, it's right through it. Yeah. yeah. So we finally, and because the sprinters are so tall, the ones you can, mm. the high roof models that you can stand up in, hardly anyone can garage them. So mm. and so they're even more prone to rust. Yeah. But the one we finally found had a few more Ks on it, but it was almost rust free. Good. Yeah. And the guy had taken really good care of it and we didn't realize at the time but it turns out that the 2006 model is actually like the most sought after model okay. of the sprinters because it's it's the last one before they changed it to a, a different system that became a lot more electronic and yeah. it had a lot more yeah. problems yeah and it's known as like the most sturdy one that's the yeah. easiest to fix and all that yeah. and and it proved that for us you know we ended up doing about 60,000 Ks in it, I think, or mm. a bit more, mm. and barely had an issue. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. So the, the start of this is in Canada, yeah. so getting the van. So where did, where, what was the, did you have an itinerary set out for the trip, or was it just, let's just drive? Yeah. yeah. I have a confession. I had to go back and watch episode one. <laughs> right. <laughs> just to get... refresh. Yeah. It was a long time ago. It was. Oh, well, yeah, because we bought the van in, 2000 started 2017 and with the idea at the time my kind of dream was to drive it down to Panama yeah yep. and that was initially the plan and then when we were building it so many of Lee's because we're at we're staying at Lee's family's place and so many of her friends and family were like oh Mexico is so dangerous like yeah, don't yeah. go to Mexico and they were essentially like begging us not to yeah, get Mexico yeah. and her family put a lot of pressure on especially as we got closer to leaving just saying like don't put us through it yeah, going yeah. to Mexico so that was really hard on her and so by the time we left it got to the point where the plan was really only to spend a year travelling in the van and yeah. for it just to be around Canada and the US Yeah, yeah. and we left with that mindset and I kind of left with the mindset that I might try and, try and work on yeah. her a bit as we go and just see what yeah. happened and um yeah, then we just ended up on the way. Once we just spent about three and a half months going west through Canada because we started in Ontario, mm. which is just above New York, so pretty far east, and then oh, went all way, the way yeah. west. Mm. And loved the loved the drive through Canada. Um, even northwestern Ontario really surprised mm. me. Yeah. It was beautiful, mm. and it was the time of year that actually a lot of Americans will drive up to there because it's um, the the fall leaves yeah, all the yeah, autumn yeah. leaves mm -hmm. and the change of color yeah. through all of that so that was beautiful and mm. the only reason we kind of went as quick as we did in those three months through canada was just because it was getting colder and colder yeah. we left yeah. so tofino was the point where we decided we had to start heading south and that was because we woke up with ice on the inside yeah, of the windscreens yeah. and mm. we just it's we kind of move yeah we really <laughs> built the van to be like a summer van yeah. you know like chasing yeah. the sun and waves mm. not to be in the snow so yeah. it was a cool experience for me but not what i wanted to mm. do mainly so yeah. yeah we started heading south and on the way through the u.s we just started meeting more and more people in their vans mm. and a lot of them had already been to mexico mm. and they all were just like especially to us talking about baja mexico yeah. you know, just south of california and they were just saying like dude it's it's van life paradise yeah, yeah. and lots and, of good ways yeah, yeah and really safe mm. and all of this stuff so they kind of started the more of that we came across the mm. more our confidence grew mm. yeah. and then i think the thing that got us over the line in the end is we met 
a French Canadian couple that were in their mini bus, like a mini school bus, mm. and they were going to Mexico too. So, oh, right. so, so together we felt safer in yeah. convoying, yeah. and yeah. Um, and yeah, her Lee's yeah. parents by then had, I think, just yeah. given in to the just fact. Just accepted that we were going. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and. I think we'd had so many good experiences so far, but yeah. it's funny, people in the US, the closer you get to the Mexican border, the more scared they are of Mexico. Yeah. Like, so yeah. you'd think a lot of them are, there's definitely people, there's people in San Diego that go to Mexico every, you know, some go every week, some yeah. go there for work, Yeah. but um, there's a lot, there's, it's the two sides of the coin, there's yeah. other people that are so terrified and all they hear is the bad news stories yeah. from Tijuana and, yeah. and all those areas <laughs> and they were, like we bought parts, I went and bought spare parts for the van in San Diego because I wasn't sure going south how, yeah. what sort of availability yeah. there'd be yeah. and the guy in the store was really nice and I asked him, you know, would you be able to ship me parts if I go all the way to Canada, uh, yeah. to Panama? Yeah. And he said, I can ship you parts anywhere, but I honestly don't think you're going to survive. Like, that was the, oh, mind, yeah. that was the mindset that yeah. we were copying from all people in the US. Like, we got to the point where when we crossed into the Mexico border, we were prepared to be, like, shot at. Yeah. Because that's what we thought well, was going to happen. My first um, trip to California was in 95, and we did the coast road from San Francisco to LA. Yeah. And when we stayed at Ventura, I was actually scared to go into LA. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Because um, someone had, we were going to Disneyland, and someone had driven around the corner, went into the wrong place and got shot up by some gang people yeah. thinking they were a rival gang. And I'm thinking that happens in LA. Exactly. <laughs> What's Mexico like? <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because yeah. we felt less safe in LA than yeah. probably anywhere on our whole yeah, trip yeah. all the way to South America. Yeah. You know? And it is the case of, yeah, the wrong neighborhood. And you'd still obviously be very unlucky for that to happen. Yeah, oh, but for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Less welcome, for sure, let alone less safe. And I think that's because it, LA is one of those spots that attracts every tourist as well. And yeah. It's like Byron Bay oh, here. Yeah, you know, yeah, everyone yeah. in a van's going to stop in LA, so yeah. they kind of they've, they've cracked down on it a lot. Uh, well, and yeah. when we got there, it was just it was fantastic. We had yeah. a great time. And yeah. last last year we went to um, went to the states again. Our last trip yeah. to the states, and we. My daughter and I stayed at Huntington Beach. Yeah. Um, literally a hundred meters from the pier. Yeah. And we where, just loved it. Where did you go for the, the wedding? That was the, in um, the Dominican. Dominican. And that was another yeah. thing. My my wife and my other daughter were going to Atlanta. They were on a on a, a musical theatre tour. And oh. we and my other daughter just decided we'd just jump in on the because we are family in New York. And they were terrified of us going to the Dominican. Yeah, right. Um, and a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, the Dominican's pretty scary. And I went, well, how, how scary can it be? Yeah. Yeah. But we pretty much went from the airport to the resort, from the resort to the airport. We never left the resort. So yeah, yeah, we, yeah. We was, I felt quite comfortable. With yeah. But the drive to and from the airport, they did say, if you read the wrong tour company like you know you have to watch what, what what driver you get that sort of stuff yeah right yeah i haven't been there but i know a lot of people from the u.s and canada go there as like yeah. a oh it's family yeah. holidays family yeah. holidays yeah, yeah. Like we went there for a wedding yeah so yeah. it was like yeah i didn't feel dangerous at all yeah myself but yeah i must admit the drive to and from the airport though i did see some areas that you were, you were going to a pretty exclusive resort and you almost felt like um, Brave New World where we're the privileged <laughs> ones in there, all the, the poor yeah. people that, that yeah. the, 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 out the back, yeah. yeah. A real contrast in, in, in what, what wealth, wealth and what not wealth can have. Yeah, yeah. which is yeah. the same if you drive through 
barley or any of yeah, you yeah. go through those patches yeah. of absolutely yeah. the people that are kind of sadly just getting pushed out a bit because of you know resorts and stuff yeah. buying up the land it's just always yeah. going to be the way but yeah. totally yeah so after Mexico that, yeah then you went further south yeah so when we crossed into Mexico we are like, okay, we'll just go to Baja, mm, you know, mm. and see how it is. And we spent two months in Baja, wow. loved it, just absolutely loved it. And really didn't even want to leave. But mm. by that, by the end of that, because kind of going right down to the bottom tip of Baja, mm. we were like, by that point when we got to the bottom, we decided to keep going. Yeah. And so we crossed into mainland Mexico. And once again, it was, more, it was so much from meeting people that mm. had done it. I think that's the the main way you gain that confidence and they were a lot of people were on the way back north so yeah. they could give you like insight to what yeah. it was just yeah. like they'd just been there and is that pre-Iovalander? no we only learned about Iovalander just before we crossed into Mexico okay, so we knew yep. yeah which is oh. a free app and it's if you're in Australia it's like wiki camps but even better from yeah. what I've seen on wiki camps Iovalander's got everything from uh free campsites paid campsites but also where you can fill up your water mm. dangerous places so people mark if they got robbed at a certain yeah. beach or anything <laughs> and, and everyone writes reviews on it all so I, I honestly don't know how we would have done the whole trip without that app and mm. people often ask if we were sponsored by them because we talked about it that much but, no. but we weren't it's mm. a free app and all they ask for is actually donations on their website mm. we're not sponsored by them at all but mm. they were just so good and we literally used it multiple times a day that you kind of couldn't not talk about it yeah. Um, but yeah a lot of people are really good at leaving reviews and there was even things like good restaurants good yeah, food yeah. Um, for us because we mainly eat like plant based there was, vegan yeah. so you obviously travelling people putting up places to eat would be very handy if you're travelling in a country yeah, especially there wasn't a ton. There seemed to be more and more as we went down, but mm. people started putting up like vegan spots, and and we started adding them when yeah. we found yeah. it too, oh, cool. because it's yeah. super handy for others. So yeah. Yeah, we we added quite a few towards the end that we found okay. or that locals told us about. And, um, but yeah, so we ended up spending five months in Mexico, or over five months, mm. and <laughs> once again had to drag ourselves out of there. We just <laughs> Mexico is still probably one of my favourites out of every mm, country yeah. we went to. It just has everything. Mm. And then from there, just we, we just kept decided to keep going. So mm. um, crossing to Belize, then to Guatemala, into El Salvador, which I did on my own. Lee flew back for like two or three months, I mm. think. And yeah, so I spent a month and a half in El Salvador on my own. El Salvador was so good for yeah. surf. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Dominic, Dominic Verona is at the moment. Yeah. One of our yeah. friends is a pro yeah. surfer, so she's there. Yeah. She's from Ecuador. Yeah. Yeah. Costa Rica was another moment. place that um, on, I was on the um, the second uh, end of summer. Yeah, and that looked like yes. amazing. Yeah. yeah, well, it's got um, what's it called? The longest left in the uh, North America. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It'll come to me in a second. <laughs> I surfed it. That was one of the last spots I surfed in Costa Rica because mm. it's right down the base. Yeah, um, and that was super fun. Mm. Super fun left hand point break. Um, and it's just across like a kind of bay from Corcovado National Park and that mm. natural park is the most jungle, you know, yeah. leopards yeah. and wow. crocodiles and everything all mm. in there. And yeah. I, I loved the 
like flora and fauna yeah. of Costa Rica. It's yeah. it's really cool because Costa Rica's got a bit of a sad story in that they a lot of it got deforested for a mm. long time, mm. and to the point where I, you know it was initially largely forest mm. and then rainforest, and a lot of it got cut down for palm oil yeah. and mm. for those crops. And it's only been in the last. I think 10 or so years they've started or no it must be longer than that but in the mo- in the last recent history they've started the government's been putting grants and they've mm. grown back a lot of the rainforest yeah. there oh, that's good. and they actually have no they're one of the few countries that has no army costa rica they've got no military wow. and they invest that money in school and they've got one of the highest literacy rates in the world which you wouldn't pick Wow. But they're, they're very smart, the Costa Rican government, yeah. and they invest a lot in tourism, which obviously has hurt them a lot at the moment. Yeah, sure. um, but it's a beautiful country, and if anything, I'd say the only negative is that it's it's almost been too discovered by, mm. especially people from the US, yeah. like, it's there's some areas there that are really expensive, mm. and it's just become... For, for Costa Ricans, it's become unlivable in a lot of places because yeah. they can't afford to live where they used to. And, mm. um, but there's there's good reason for it. The yeah. beaches are stunning and, yeah. It's funny, when you talk about that, I've often looked at the amount of money that we spend on weapons and war. Yeah. And uh, that, that money invested in, else, in different areas, yeah. the world, imagine the, the world. And one of the things, I was, I'm a big of a history buff, so I was watching lots of documentaries on mm. World War II um, over the lockdown. Yeah. And one of them was just talking about the vast quantities of, of supplies and, and armaments just to run the war. Yeah. And they were adding up the tons and tons and tons of steel, copper, brass, all the things that they yeah. made for weapons for, to, to literally fire out of a shell. Yeah. And you just think, and all the oil that they, 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 they like that was the, and you just go and then then you've got to factor in the actual human cost yeah. you just sit there and go what an absolute waste of yeah surely we can come up with a better idea yeah you know but then oh, we've still kept going we're still doing it now but, yeah. yeah yeah and yeah hopefully nothing to that scale ever yeah. happens again but but it's you're yeah. right though that money that everyone every big country is allocating to military could yeah. be used oh, so well so much better places. yeah yeah so what quiver did you have what boards i think you had a lost yeah a fish or? so i was a little bit limited because the way i designed the van which is the same as my new van <clears> i <I'm, throat> Design it so the surfboard storage was inside because yeah. I just didn't want anything on the outside getting no, mixed. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, although in saying that, I met a lot of people on the road that had their boards on the roof, mm. and barely any. I know one got stolen, but barely yeah. any of them had stuff stolen yeah. off their roof. But so yeah, I was limited height wise. So initially, I had a six one kind of performance board that I had shaped in Ocean Grove. Okay. Um, a 4D board and I love love that board and I also had the Lost Quad um, which I think is a 5.6 or something but just a super fun board for whenever the waves were a bit yeah, smaller yeah. and choppier um, and then a space that we didn't really design for boards just happened to turn out perfect when we are in San Diego we started scoping out a board for Lee because she mm. she kind of had a few surfs and she wanted to learn, but obviously we wanted something bigger for her. Yeah, yeah. And we just had to meet this Canadian guy there who was from Vancouver Island. Yeah. And 
I was saying, oh, you know, we're going to look for a board. And he happened to have a spare board yeah. that was 7-3 mini mal. Mm. And he said, oh, it's got a bit of damage on the nose, but if you yeah. want it, you can have it for free. Oh, wow. And yeah. so we picked it up from his, his friend's place in San Diego and it just happened to fit perfectly on the underside of the roof inside the van ah. and so we had that board the whole way down and it ended up being really fun for me too i was about to say yeah. um there'll be days because yeah. i've tra- i travel with my family up the coast and basically if we can only take four boards there'll be a nine six a seven two and two <laughs> and two uh, one one performance board and a fish yeah. yeah so we've got all bases covered is that board i was actually so I said I had to do. I had to look up the, the, the yeah. old channel because I haven't watched, been to the old channel for a while. Yeah. And you're in is it Montpiche? Yep. In Ecuador. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that's the board you had out. Yeah, it was just a really small day. Small surf. Yeah, yeah. 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 When the big surf was supposed to come and it just didn't. Mm. But yeah, yeah, that and that's what the beauty of that board is. You can yeah. ride it like it gets pulled onto anything. Yeah. Mm. I actually, I really miss it at the moment because. So it's, those boards are what we would call refugees at the moment. They are. They're COVID victims. They're yeah. still in Canada. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to organise getting them back. Well, we we we're looking at that. So. Well, we, you we helped know, me out on that front. We know we know people that do come from Canada to Australia but yeah. just with COVID they can't get here so yeah. as soon as that opens up and we can get the boards here yeah. we, we will do that mm. well and at the moment I'm loving my new board well ah, yeah. you do have yeah. a new board yes yeah. Yeah. I saw that the other day in yes. the water yeah. yes I've just got uh, Oki on it yeah Oki yeah. personalised board and yeah. I'm, yeah I'm loving the pulling power that's got for getting on <coughs> I don't know if Craig oh. told you but we had a really good surf the other day at yeah, that would be no. I was up. I was at work that day, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, last last Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that reef break there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. super yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. I want to go back. So the northern end, of, northern end of the yeah. trenches. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was the perfect board. For yeah, that. yeah. Oh, it paddles into waves so well. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I was I was with the Grons <laughs> on the inside of the blacksmith's break all that, that oh, morning no, when you were doing that. Yeah, but but the kids had fun. Yeah, not so much today. Yes. Yeah. So you went. So where, where are we currently? What, current, what country are we currently in? Hang on, we're in so El Salvador. El Salvador. Yeah. Good surf. And then I crossed into Nicaragua, and I was there right. Once again, I was still on my own at that point, yeah. and that was right at the time that the coup was going on in Nicaragua. So yeah. it was really oh, big right, a couple yeah. of years ago. Mm. I actually badly on my behalf. I need. I haven't kept up in the last kind of year what's been going on, but. It was pretty bad yeah. there, to the point that they were blocking uh, entry of a lot of tourists in. There was people getting... I talked to one girl at a hostel in El Salvador that she had been trying to get out, and she was on a bus, and their bus got stopped by protesters, and they lit the bus on fire with everyone in there, and then were going to not let them out. In the end, one of the Nicaraguan ladies kind of talk to them and it convinced them to let everyone out she wow. said it was so scary like she thought she was going to die yeah, wow. and it was really bad for the Nicaraguans a lot of them um, got killed by police mm-hmm. and, and there was a lot to it but so obviously it wasn't the best time for me to be needing to go through there but I yeah. kind of I kind of had to go through and I was also in a really fortunate position that I knew people that had a house on the coast in Nicaragua that was away from everything it was okay. north away from Nicaragua. the cities Right near the surf break, it's called the Boom, mm. and it's super cool, super mm. fun beachy. And for in their area, 
they hadn't really felt the impact of it all because they were out of the way. So I ended up, they had a permaculture farm that was starting up there and I stayed there for over a month just okay. in one spot as cool. well. And it was amazing, you know, just mm. helping them plant coconut trees and mm. they had three avocado trees on their property. So we just mm. had avocados every day and <laughs> went on a scooter down to the surf. It's like being rich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, literally, she, she said to me, Yatha said yeah. to me, my friend, that, she was like, by the end of your time here, you'll be sick of that. Sick of and I said, I, I, I can't see that ever happening. And yeah, by the end, I was like, oh, maybe I'll have something else. But it, it was really fun and we ended up really safe. And a friend, friends that I'd met in Mexico caught up to me and they were in their van. And so we decided, they came to her place for a bit and then we decided to convoy together for safety through the rest of Nicaragua. And we kind of just punched down we did stop and go to a Ometepe, which is an island inland there, mm. which was really cool. But otherwise, we just kind of flew the rest go of it through. Which yeah. I'd love to go back. Nicaragua was very, very beautiful. But it was mm. funny there because I kind of had the mindset like, oh, you know, in a little bit of a way, you beauty, like the surf breaks are going to be empty because mm. they've ceased ah, all this yeah, travel yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah. And of course the only people still going there were so, surfers. <laughs> All with the same mindset, I yeah, think. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Papoyo, which is down the south, I stopped at. It's really popular surf spot and there's a lot, a lot of oh, surfers down there. Yeah. 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 Damn it. <laughs> and then, yeah, after that was Costa Rica. Met, picked Lee back up from the airport yeah. there and then we kind of, kind of kept journeying down Panama and then shipping the van to, yeah. to so south. So you did Ecuador and Peru though, didn't you? You did Ecuador. Yeah, so yeah. we shipped the van from Panama to... Sorry, shipped the van to South America from... Right, yes. From Panama, yeah. which is a whole process in itself. And that was... Mm. It's it's amazing because it's there's there's actually land that connects mm. North, Central and South America. And it's called the Darien Gap. And it's only... I think there's like 60 kilometres is the only part of unpaved road in that land. Mm. and But it's considered one of the most dangerous stretches of land in the world because there's a lot of um, native locals that still live there. But it's also a really common spot for the drug trade to be trafficking drugs across oh, wow. from North yeah, to South so, America. Yeah, yeah. And there's, there's a lot of stories of people getting kidnapped and things and held mm. for ransom in mm. that area. And you essentially... I wouldn't say you can't drive it because people overlanders on motorbikes have done it, mm-hmm. but it's super dodgy, yeah. super scary, and in our two-wheel drive van, I don't think it would yeah. have made the roads no, anyway. So you end up shipping it. You ship it, yeah. and we have heard, or we heard when we did it, because the process to ship it was about, I think, 1500 US mm. for that short mm. stretch, and it was all this paperwork, and, yeah. and a lot of, you know, you had to wait for your, ship, your van to get out of the port and mm. everything. But we've heard essentially that Russians own the, the ships that take every ve- all the vehicles and cargo across. Mm. And apparently they've tried to get a road built and the Russians put a lot of uh, pressure on there not being a road yeah, built. Oh, yeah. So they keep yeah, that yeah. monopoly over yeah. that ship. So it reminds me of um, Ewan McGregor and Charlie yeah. Borman when yeah. they went through the Road of Bones um, yeah. on their oh, long yeah, way yeah. round. Because yeah. um, this while you're talking about this, is just bringing back memories yeah. to those two mm. two shows, and um, yeah, and and the, the 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 paperwork involved in crossing the countries took them more more time than yeah, than yeah. anything else. Yeah. It's also why we don't script things and we just have some dot points because we go off on tangents yeah. and talk about other things. Yeah, yeah. well, that's <laughs> so I was just about to just half up a minute a minute ago. And yeah, say, yeah. this sounds like you've done your own. Um, 
long way down, long way around. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it ended up being pretty, it's pretty wild in the end. Like, yeah. you, you, we've said to someone that you can't, there's a lot of things as well, you can't do the trip without breaking some laws and stuff yeah. as well. Yeah. There's just no way with mm. the way each country does things differently mm. and that's one thing that I didn't mention about Ireland, but really where it completely saved us was at every border crossing, because there's common border points where you cross, mm. there was notes from people that have all done it in previously mm. and all added up so you could see the most recent reviews and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally saying step-by-step process of yeah. how to do it. Oh, because sometimes yeah. you get to borders and they don't speak English at yeah, all. And, yeah. and we could speak Spanish by that point, but yeah. there was still some things that, you know, we got lost in translation. And if we didn't have the Ireland are telling us step by step where to go and a lot of the times it was actually really unclear because there's all these different buildings you're like where the hell do I go next so that's where it really saved us and people with dogs like would put notes about how to cross with dogs of course I forgot you've got the animals as well you're at your feet there I know yeah that's why he's been so quiet yeah yeah Yeah, so some country pretty much everywhere was pretty easy to get your dog across sometimes it was like you know you'd pay a little bit more for your dog than you would for, your, yeah, for getting yeah, us yeah, across. Yeah. The only place that was a little bit difficult was Belize to cross into, and that mm. was because you were meant to fill out a thing online, this form, like two weeks in advance. Oh, right, yeah. And we were never organised, we didn't realise. Yeah. We, we did it, I think, five days in advance, yeah. and then it didn't come through in time, and we just tried to cross. And yeah. You work away, your way around it, but yeah. I, I get a lot of questions on how hard it is to do with your dog yeah, and it, yeah. I wouldn't say it definitely adds complications but it, it's so worth it like yeah. oh yeah. You, had, you had your buddy with you all the way yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's you know it's protection and stuff as yeah. well there's a lot more fear of dogs in Central and South America yeah. because there's rabies and yeah yeah um, so it I think you make yourself a lot less of a target for any potential, you know, person that's got the wrong thing in mind. Mm. And um, it was really nice, actually, that you could tell the difference. Kids, local kids there would always ask permission before they patted in, whereas here sometimes you just get kids come up and jump all over. Well, that's one of the things I've always said to my kids, you never pat someone else's dog until you ask the owner. It's it's a basic courtesy. Exactly, and And it's the way it should be. And a safety thing as well. Exactly, and that was nice for us, was they'd always ask. And yeah, yeah, they were just a lot more gentle because they are trained to be... There's a lot of street dogs, and Oki ended up becoming a little bit bit more jaded towards (laughs) other dogs going down there because... I think they could tell he wasn't one of them. He was a bit, <laughs> he was a bit too well groomed yeah, and looked yeah, after. Yeah. And, uh, dogs. yeah, he must have had an accent going yeah, down. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah, got well, attacked by a few street yeah, dogs yeah. and got in a few scuffles. But yeah, yeah. Crazy. he's bounced back now. So, well, along the way, what I know you picked up the camera earlier prior to all this, but what what made you pick up the camera? We met other. We had no intention mm. of starting filming anything and. Part of that was because we didn't even know anything about YouTube. We, we'd never been people that had followed YouTubers or anything like that. I'd just mm. used YouTube to help build the van. I used it more yeah. as like a tutorial thing. Miles is famous for going down rabbit holes on YouTube, just starting watching one video and another <laughs> video. You it, are. It does happen. <laughs> it definitely happens. Yeah, and then along the way... You... Yeah, so we had no intention. And then in Mexico, we happened to run into some people that we followed on Instagram, Eamon and Beck. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they were traveling with their friends who at the time were known as the Minimal Millennials. They're the Matinees now. And both of those couples were in vans and had their own YouTube channels. Mm. 
and we ended up hanging out with them for five or so days and just had an awesome time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And during that time, you know, I kind of said, because they were filming a lot, mm. and I said, like, why do you do it? It seems mm. like so much effort, yeah. and then they were editing, and they, I don't know, think people realise how much work's involved. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. Mm-hmm. and they, But they were putting up videos every second day yeah. at that point, which mm. was insane. And so I just kind of didn't get it. And they're like, oh, dude, you know, we make money from this. This, yeah, this yeah. helps fund our travels and mm. everything. And that kind of blew me away because yeah. I had no idea that yeah, people yeah. could. And I didn't even know you could subscribe to channels or anything. And mm. and so when they told us that, I became a bit more interested yeah, because yeah. we were looking at ways that maybe we could make some money on the road they to keep generating income. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we could extend it out. Because as I said, we the initial plan was to travel for a year and then we kind of just thought we'd be broke by then. We'd have mm. to figure out what's yeah, next. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, just interrupt you, Craig. Bear's having a real good go at that door. <laughs> oh no, oh, he's shit. breaking it. So, if you've ever seen a shark biting a shark cage, it yeah. reminds me of that that's, movie Turner and Hooch. Husky. Don't eat the car. That is a husky eating a eating <laughs> a screen door, pulling apart at the moment a metal security screen. She's really trying to get in top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. sorry, I digress. It became... Yeah, so I I started thinking about it as, oh, well, that... You know, Hmm. it could be an option to make money on the road, but at the same time, both Lee and I felt so awkward in front of the camera. Because because they'd been filming, because we were with them, we were in it, and Mm. we just... You freeze in front of the camera. All of a sudden, you might have this great vocabulary and everything, but when you're get a camera put in your face so you can say that, like two that, syllable that, words that, that, and that, that, that. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so we were kind of against it by the end but because they were both turning around and heading north we kind of met them at their yeah. further south they would just had a two month trip mm. and because we told them about what we were planning on doing and just keeping going yeah. and all of that they just essentially said to us you guys have such a great story and you know yeah. you have Oki with us yeah, and yeah, you know yeah. the Australian Canadian and mm. all, all that yeah. mix Cool. They just pushed us into starting it to the mm-hmm. point that on our last day, the Matneys filmed our first video for us, like as in filmed us yeah. and kind of asked us a lot of questions from behind the camera and that yeah. became our very first video. Okay, cool. So yeah, Christian was kind of directing that, that yeah. first video and they said to us, if you guys edit this tonight and get it done by the tomorrow we're going to put up a video tomorrow and we'll promote you in that video. Wow. And they had like 80,000 subscribers mm. at the time. So we were like, okay, awesome. If, yeah. if we're going to try it, this is our shot. Yeah, yeah. So we're up till 4am editing. Well, Lee edited because I had no idea how to edit. Yeah. So I was just being supportive. <laughs> Premiere Pro? Uh, I, no, I think we we didn't have Premiere back then and we were on something really basic. It was like, yeah. uh, oh, I, I use like I use like Windows Movie Maker. Or yeah, it was, it was something like that. And... <laughs> Um, so they promoted us first day we put up the video and we got about three and a half thousand subscribers on our first day wow and at the end of that video we just said you know we'll put up a video next week and from then it kind of just became this thing that I think for the first year we probably put up we missed maybe one week in the first year and it just started to really take off and our first vlog that we did was about five videos in, so five weeks in. And it was just a day of what we were doing in Mexico. And I think it went really well because by that point we'd been in Mexico for five months. So Mm. we really knew how everything worked and we really just wanted to show how cool Mexico was Mm. and 
and how you can travel it differently yeah. and everything mm. and it's safer than people the media media always portray negative no, cells yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly and that's what we showed and it it just that video just took off yeah. like it actually didn't in the first week and we went to belize we we're on this island and after i think it was almost a week of it being up i had we hadn't had internet for a few days and mm. i checked it and i said to Lee, i was like that video has had 300,000 views or something wow. at this point and we gained a lot of subscribers yeah. and it just kept going to the point that now that video has 17 million views or that's something. incredible it's, it's wow. insane but yeah. and you know I still look back at it and go now it's far from our best work yeah. because it was our first vlog yeah but it's that's that can be a good thing though mm. because it's not you're not doing all the professional. You're not setting up yeah. scenes. You're not worried about, oh, I need some B-roll footage. Yeah. Yeah. You're just being you. Yeah, and I think people That's could, what I liked. Yeah, I think people could tell that it was genuine because, yeah. like, I literally say in it, welcome to our first ever vlog. Yeah, yeah. Like, people yeah. know that we're just starting out, mm, and yeah. I think it's part of that that made it so popular was, like, wow, you know, this mm. is... And then it just snowballs, yeah, and I in three months we added... I can't remember when I sort of discovered it, but I remember... Because, as I said, we watch YouTube series, me and them. That's a, you know, we have ones we watch during the week. Yeah. And we somehow stumbled across it. And I'm like, oh, look, it's an Aussie dude and a Canadian chicken. Look at the dog. Awesome. The dog's called Oki. I don't have to watch this. And what I liked is it was it was genuine. And it was um, just you guys being you. And But you also put yourself out there to help other people on projects. Yeah, that you did along the way. Yeah, which especially like the dog rescue in Ecuador. Yeah, that was probably like if I think back of the stuff that mm. I'm most proud of from the stuff we did online. Yeah. There was things like that. You know, we mm. we raised some money with Movember and a few other things. But yeah, that dog rescue center. So that was in Montpellier, which yeah. is where you're talking about with the yeah. board. And that the lady Fabiola, her story was just. It was almost too good not to share. She was just oh, such a amazing. genuine person. Mm. And we actually, we weren't sure we were going to share it publicly at first just because we weren't sure how to do it. But then mm. we shared the story to our patron page. Mm. And the response from them was so big yeah. that we're like, okay, no, we have to share this to everyone. Mm. And so Fabiola's story kind of in a nutshell was is she's completely... Um, relies on donations she's a non-for-profit refuge shelter for animals all animals mm. in the Montpellier area and her where she housed them all there was a big really a king high tide that wiped out everything that she had mm. and so she was living in a rented temporary place but was told she could only stay there for so long and was essentially going to have nowhere to shelter these dogs wow. and look after them when we met her and they were trying to raise, I think the goal at the time was 18,000, mm. which was very ambitious, I think for them, because obviously Ecuador, there's not a lot of wealth, yeah, especially yeah, amongst yeah, the locals. Mm. Um, and I think they'd raised like 2,000 or something at that mm. point. And so when we shared it to the, our main channel, just people were awesome. It went ballistic. Like, yeah, people went crazy and I think it, ended up raising another 16,000 or something wow. within a month yeah. of putting it up there and it was so cool to see and, and she's still to like you know that now is maybe two years or yeah. less than two years ago but mm. 
she they still put up updates and yeah. built this whole new center it's yeah. all properly fenced in wow. she's got so much you know like love it yeah. clean water they run um vaccinating clinics now for all the dogs so because that, that's the issue is they just keep the street dogs just keep multiplying and, yeah. and you know there's not enough food you get the same in barley and that in exactly yeah. so yeah they they do free vaccinations yeah. and all this stuff and I still get emails, like updates. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's super cool, yeah. And yeah, we're so glad that we could have helped out in that because I feel like... It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely something to be proud of that you, that you did a good thing, a really good thing, and it was genuine from the heart. Yeah. If anything, it makes me think we should have done more of it, you know? It's so... It was so easy in hindsight to hindsight have done it's a wonderful but, thing. Yeah. But... Yeah. Does... Doing the YouTube thing, does it become... So I don't want to say a burden, but I will say a burden because you have, I've got to get a video out this week, I've got to do this, I have to edit, I've got so much footage. Yeah, it, it, it honestly does become a burden, but it, it becomes a burden in that it becomes a job. Yeah, mm. does it put blinkers on you or does it open you up? Because obviously you've got deadlines and you've got to... I think it, res- in a way it, it sounds weird, but it restricted us in that it made us travel more. Yeah. Because we... We just, it was, and it was our own pressure we put on ourselves, but we had this mindset that we had to kind of keep moving because yeah. to, for the content, yeah. which wasn't the case. And once again, in hindsight, That's looking right. back, so many people commented and just said, We would have loved to, ju- we'd love to just see yeah. daily life in the area yeah. that you're yeah. in. Whereas we kind of felt like we had to show these big experiences and stuff, which yeah. isn't necessarily the case when you're in somewhere that's so interesting to begin with. Absolutely. Um, and for us, like we would probably never get to Ecuador or as much as I'd love to. And uh, like I said, Dominic is like, come to Ecuador, come surf. And it's just like, mm. yeah, well, not that easy, but... Yeah. I'd but, like to go to Costa Rica. Yeah. I, I, just from watching some of that and, and mm. Baja, I, yeah. I like... Some, I'd like to surf some of those waves there. And, and, I say to you the other and day, Peru, I guess. Yeah. Got Peru as well. Yeah. Some days things that you think aren't interesting to you are fascinating to other people. Yeah. And it's a hard balance to find that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And yeah, I, as I said, I think a lot of it was pressure we put on ourselves. Yeah. But that setting, I think the biggest thing is setting a weekly deadline can make mm. things tricky. Yeah. And that's like with my current kind of YouTube stuff. I've just given up on deadlines at the moment. We're definitely going to get to that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it, it does limit you. And you, the hardest part was seeing really, really cool stuff mm. and either feeling the pressure to film it or just enjoying it without thinking, yeah, I yeah. should be filming yeah. this, you know? Because mm. some people we talked to, even close friends and family, afterwards felt like they didn't need to ask us any question, questions yeah. about the trip because they're like, oh, we've watched your videos. <laughs> but literally, we would film one day yes. a week yeah. of, our, of what our life was yeah. in That's that time. Like, and it's like, and I'm the opposite. I have like a thousand different questions that I'm trying to think yeah. of because there's so much. Yeah. Yes. Awesome stuff. Well, so much seen. happened outside the videos. Yeah. And it, it really was... I, I actually just writing my resume and cover letter for for Ambulance New South Wales. I, yeah. I'm touch on the trip, yeah. and I just like one of the things I see is I'm just I'm so grateful yeah. to have done it when I did because that yeah. kind of trip may not be able to happen for a really long yeah. time it's now after COVID. COVID. Like mm. just yeah. with the way COVID's affected travel in general, to do something a trip like that where you cross. Mm. 17 borders yeah. and all of those things it could be a nightmare for years and years yeah. to try and do that so absolutely i'm i'm really happy that i did it and 
you know, the timing just worked that I was able to do it. Yeah. Now I'm back and happy to be home and yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'll have the travel bug again by the time. Yeah. So what was the sort of last couple of countries that you're in? Like, uh, finished in Argentina, Chile and Argentina. So I got into Patagonia, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Where did you see the frozen flamingos? That was in Bolivia. Bolivia. Bolivia is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And that was actually, so that route is, that was one of the driving routes that I was most looking forward to because, and it's one of the most popular overlanding routes. <laughs> so I'm still trying to get in. Oh, she's got it. Yeah. It's, it's one of the most popular popular overlanding routes in the world because wow. you're essentially driving from in Bolivia and you cross into Chile and the border crossing is over the Andes. So wow. you're reaching this huge elevation, mm. but there's also nothing out there. And mm. the views, and it looks like you're driving through Mars and wow. parts and you're driving on just sand. It's yeah. not even yeah. roads. Yeah. Yeah. And you could kind of pick your path in yeah. spots. We actually ran into local cops that were driving along the route and they got lost and then they were asking us for directions because <laughs> our gps was working and there's oh, awesome. yeah, wow. um because it's literally just oh you're pointing in this direction and you're yeah. heading and yeah. oh that was so cool but yeah seeing the flamingos once again i overlander gave us the hot tip for that yeah. got told us if you know i read in the reviews if you stay in this spot in the morning the the lake there freezes overnight and the flamingos get stuck in the lake yeah. And so, so you, if you wake up early enough, you see this phenomenon where the flamingos from their kind of ankles down are stuck in the lake yeah. and they have to wait for the sun to come up. And as the sun comes up, it starts to defrost the ice and they can get out. And apparently the reason they do it is because foxes can't get out on the lake or something. And so it protects them from the, right. the foxes overnight. And they also don't want to be the opposite. Yeah, I know. He goes to foxes and go, it's me on a stick. Let's (laughs) go. Exactly. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I don't know whether the ice is just really thin or something. Possibly, yeah. Apparently, I looked it up and they don't have nerves in their legs. So they don't don't feel the cold. They don't feel the cold. Yeah. Yeah. But it was really like to cap because we were able to capture that on camera. And that Mm. was one of the coolest things that we've seen. yeah, I've so not that far, so I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to fast forward to that one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. A, that's it's, a good one. That's yeah. over the, the time there was some, some great episodes, and yeah. well, what what we liked about it is you just you, you you were just you. Yeah, and that's that's the important thing with that sort of stuff is yeah. you just be yourself. So when you were in Argentina for a little while, yeah, not as long as I would have liked. I would have loved to spend a lot more time down there, but essentially. Um, Lee got to a point where she was really ready to head home Mm -hmm. Um, and that had kind of been on and off for a while Mm -hmm. Um, really it started in Costa Rica so like you pictured that much higher up she started um, having some times where she was feeling a bit down and she wasn't sure whether it was the van that was causing it and obviously we ended up keeping going and she made that decision but by Mm -hmm. the time we got to Chile she was kind of ready to ship the van back Mm -hmm. and so we said, well, let's see when we can get for size shipping. And it was, I think, five or six weeks away. And so we decided to do to go down to Patagonia in that time. Yeah. And so we went down on the Chilean side, um, the Carretera Austral, and then you come, you kind of do a U-turn and you hook up through the Argentinian side mm. back up. Mm. So I think we only had maybe two weeks or less mm. in Argentina. 
but I loved what I saw mm. and I mm. yeah. is there any surf there because I haven't really looked at surf yeah, well, in that's where Lucci Lucci Costello that's where mm. she's from yeah mm. there is down yeah. the base I think it's actually more on the it be wild yeah it? it's more on the um Eastern side, mm, yeah. Argent- um, Argentina. Well, most of the West is co- um, Chile. Chile. Yeah. Um, but my friends, uh, friends that we met, they were from the US. They were driving down, overlanding down in their van with their dog. But they had the plan of once they got to Argentina, her family was from there, and they mm. had land, and they were going to build down there. Oh yeah. And they were really they were planning on setting up like an I overlander retreat for overlanders down wow. there. But there's a way yeah. in front of where he's. Oh, okay, so cool. I would have loved to have gotten mm, there, yeah. but didn't make it. But then above there, you've got Uruguay, and it's got waves. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously above that's Brazil. Brazil so yeah. Plenty of surf. So I'm just trying to remember my geography because the African <laughs> Cape. And the South American Cape, the South American Cape is a lot further south, isn't it? Yes. Because they did say that if you're going around that Cape in the early days of shipping, it was by far the most dangerous Mm. um, horn to, they'd actually go back to Africa to go, rather than risk risk that one. Yeah, Yeah, and that's pretty much why the Panama Canal was built. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, To save that, because so many people were losing ships and everything going around there. And because the southernmost point of... Argentina, which is Ushuaia, which, you know, if you're doing the trip south, a lot of people get their photo at, at Ushuaia because yeah. it's like the end of the world yeah, kind of thing. It's yeah. the most far point south before. That's where a lot of the ships take off to go to Antarctica. Yeah, of course, yeah. Mm. yeah. And I had half teed up a trip to Antarctica, yeah. which was, it was for me, was one of the big things mm. that hurt for cutting it short. Yeah. Because it just would have been, for me, that's such a bucket list thing. And I know to get there from Australia, it's, one of my friends was actually going to be there around the same time we Mm. could have been. And they spent 25 grand each to go there. My my brother was a merchant seaman, still is. And that was one of his early trips when he first um, got to go on the Oil Australis, basically to take the the, the new crew down to the base and take the old crew back. Yeah. And And that was obviously... There'd be people at sea that never experienced that, yeah. and, he, and he got to do that within the first couple of years, and he basically said that was the most incredible. Yeah. Mm. He's done some grazing things at sea, but that to go to Antarctica, yeah. Well, yeah. and there's not many places left in the world mm. that aren't getting really, you know, over-touristed and stuff, yeah. which obviously there's a reason people want to travel around, and it's yeah. great, but mm. I think Antarctica is one of the places that there's, there's more and more ships going, mm. But it's still very heavily controlled at the moment. And mm. so I think if you can do it sooner rather than yeah, later, it's yeah. the time. And that was one of my reasons for, you know, mm. I was there. Mm. Yeah. It, w- it would be amazing. Mm. But that stretch, I can't remember what it's called, but between Ushuaia and getting to Antarctica, there's, they've got a nickname for it because it can be so rough, yeah, yeah, that yeah. sea yeah. there. <clears throat> and they say you, you can luck, because you've got to go through it there and yeah. back for yeah. going there. And they say you can luck calm seas there or it can be mm. you know six meter swell yeah, monstrous of the, yeah. your boats your big boats you're on but yeah. just side oh, to side yeah. yeah that wouldn't have been fun so <laughs> yeah. hopefully your brother had had a good crossing well, I can't remember him saying too much but he I mean he's he's working bass he used to do on the, the bulk carry so he'd do um, the, the iron ore coal yeah. leg so he'd go from Newcastle to Japan Port Headland oh, yeah. around the bite drop off at, at Wollongong and mm. it coming through Bass Strait 
um, oh, on a 330-metre yeah. bulk carrier, mm. and they were, they were shitting in their pants <laughs> and them things, and you just think, you would just think you wouldn't be... No. There wouldn't be that many goes, nah, there's nothing we put to sea that the ocean can't take. No, yeah. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's had stories of, I remember one, one, I'll digress a bit, but I remember the first time he went on, a, on the first trip, mm-hmm. I went up on the bridge and here's this um, uh, fluid spirit level thing with two points at about 35 degrees with red behind them. Yeah. And I said to my brother, what's that for? And he goes, oh, that's your pitch. And, you, and, if, and I said, what happens when you get p- past 35 into the red? He goes, you capsize and you die. Oh, great. And I went, that's handy to know that you're just about to jump on a ship. Yeah. This. And, and, and I said, has everybody got any close? And he goes, yep. I had one, one trip on one of the best traders, I think he was down there, and it crept over to 34 and a half and kept going and everyone on the bridge froze and went, holy shit. Everyone ran and then to the it other went, side. <laughs> went back the other way yeah. and it broke cargo through. It, it was uh, chaos. Yeah. But he said, everyone on the bridge just looked at that lock, that oh, spirit level and went, oh shit. Yeah. 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 You almost don't need the red, do you? No, you're not no, going to no, see no. it. I you're going to be underwater. I, get yeah. I don't think Pretty you're going to be swimming over yeah, to the under there. That yeah. particular storm that they were in that day, everyone on board was in the bridge. Yeah, mm. um, and basically the life rafts aren't far away because they no. realise you know that's that's protocols I guess or not. Yeah, yeah, everyone's on the bridge right wait, wait to abandon ship if you have to. Yeah, but yeah, I remember saying because he 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 said to me that the some of the seas in Bass Strait mm. are just there's mountains coming towards you, and I'm yeah. like, I don't, you can't I, even imagine. I can't it. imagine. I, you know, I, yeah, I've, I've sailed Bass Strait. I sailed, we sailed out from. Britain when I, when I was a, a 11 year old oh, cool. and we went through Bass Strait and I remember it being rough mm. and you always knew it was rough on the cruise ship because they put the, the handrails up in the in the alleyways so you could hold oh, yeah. on oh, yeah. but I don't remember it but yeah it's you can understand why it's claimed so many ships over the years yeah. for sure oh absolutely yeah, yeah. that's huge but, yeah. so you headed back to Canada and then made a decision to come back to Australia yeah so we and well, was, was, that, was that in February or March? No, no, I came well, in December. December. Yeah, I kind of just before Christmas yeah. got back. I think it was like the 22nd or something. Yeah. Um, and then within that two, three month period, the world changed. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> my own world kind of changed a fair bit at Yours that time because yeah. Lee and I broke up in yeah. December and that was kind of why I came home and yep. came home quicker than planned so that's why my surfboards are still over yeah. there that's Oki ended up being stuck there for 10 months which yeah. was a huge thing with getting him back yeah. um but yeah so I kind of had as you can imagine after a bad breakup had a yeah. shit couple of months yeah and just as I started being like oh maybe I can start you know getting out in the world a bit more COVID struck yeah. and then yeah. everyone started having a bit of a bad yeah. time I know I sort of had reached out to you because I thought oh you're here you might not know many people and we've got yeah bit of a crew that go surfing and thought yeah you know you might want to come and at least you know have a surf and do some stuff which is um yeah just what we do yeah yeah and, and that's and you know that was really nice because i was pretty pretty rough at that point so yeah it was uh, just like hey look we're a group of guys we all surf down at redhead in a few places we do a few roadies if you want to come and have a surf you're welcome to and just because it's, it's always fun going with other people yeah yeah, it's true. And that's why we sort of reached out and sort of said, hey, you know, come come and have a surf and just, yeah. And then 
You went to Victoria? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was another <laughs> hindsight decision. I literally went... But it did work out in the fact that you went to Victoria yeah. and you made the decision to build a new van. Yeah. I was already looking for a new van here. <laughs> you were. And my plan was actually to stay in Newcastle. Yeah. And I went to Victoria initially for three weeks mm. just to go and visit some friends because I hadn't really spent any time with them since I'd been away for years and everything. Mm. And when I was down there, I bought the van and my dad said, you know, we've got a really good space on the farm yeah. here. Why don't you start building the van out here? And I didn't think it'd take as long as it did at that point, but mm. I thought, oh, you know, at least if I get it started there and then come up, I'll, I'll do some of the bigger stuff. And then, yeah, the, my friend messaged me and said, I've just heard the New South Wales border's gonna close. That's right. Like, he was like, dude, get out of there. Yeah, yeah. And at the time I was like, oh, well, no, it'll probably be for a month or something. Yeah. And mm. that'll be good because I'll chip away a bit more on the van and then yeah. I'll be out. And then five months later, it was <laughs> still closed and I was on the farm. I spent more time on my own than I think I ever you thought had sheep, I would. You had the sheep though. I had the sheep. Um, and the ruse? They were, yeah, and the ruse. Whereabouts is this farm? It's, it's about, farm. It's my, yeah, so it was my grandparents' farm. Yeah. And so... My grandma's in a retirement village now. My grandpa passed a couple of years ago, so it was actually for sale. Um, so it was unoccupied, yeah. and so yeah I, yeah, I was on it, and it was a great spot for. So like, you're by yourself there. So of all these travels that you've done, all up and down of South America, you end yeah. up in a farm in Victoria, isolated on your own. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. This, yeah, this yeah, year, yeah. this year has definitely been the one. One for the record books. Oh, yeah, it has. That's it a has. classic. Uh, keep, don't worry, it keeps yeah. going. Yeah. Uh, so, you, well, you had your dad and, and uh, Judy, the White Lightning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, my dad and stepmom lived only like a kilometre down the road. Um, so, I did see them a couple of times a week. Yeah. And that was really all my human yeah. contact. Mm. Other than, like, I talked to the camera a hell of a lot more than I talked to any other person. Yeah. For, and even managed for to destroy your lens. Yeah, destroyed my lens within the first month. Um, my $2,400 lens, um, which, you know, I'm still using it. So I, yeah. I sort of destroyed it, but it's it's managed to help hold on. <laughs> but um, I honestly thought at that point when I just did that, if that lens didn't work, I was like, okay, maybe I'm not going to do YouTube anymore. Mm -hmm. Because I was, I was kind of teetering as it was. Mm. And... You, just to then think, oh, I've got to put that investment in again. And at the time, I wasn't. I was back to a point where I wasn't making a lot of money off YouTube, so it was kind of a risk if I had to buy. But luckily, the lens held on, and then I started getting sponsors again. And um, yeah, not too bad. You got you sixty thousand subscribers on the new channel. Yeah, on the new channel. Yeah, the old Which, channel. I just had a look. I don't actually have a look this morning. The old channel had four hundred eighty-six thousand. Yeah. And that's the one, for the most of the build this year, I stayed yeah, on that yeah. channel, which, once again, in hindsight, maybe I should have gone across the mine earlier, because it, yeah, yeah. it might, have, might have helped draw a few more across, but I'm really happy with this, considering I've only put four videos on the new channel, I'm yeah. really happy with the 60,000 that are there, because they're all, a lot of them seem to be my core from the other mm, channel, yeah. the ones that watch mm. every week, and then, you know, my... Uh, we both Lee and I have been so lucky the whole time we're filming you watch some YouTube channels and you go in their comment section and there's a lot of negativity mixed yeah, through with, yeah. you know people cop a lot of hate for different things yeah. and we've been so lucky that the whole time and then that's continued onto my new channel of 
everyone's so positive and so supportive and I think that's actually what kept us filming sometimes mm. was just everyone's yeah so nice about everything and, and that's the way it's continued to be and you always get a couple yeah. of dickheads, I don't know. Oh, there's dickheads everywhere. Yeah, you yeah, you yeah, can't keep but... everyone happy. And nah. <laughs> someone's going to make some smart-ass comment yeah. or whatever. But you can it's... put something up just so benign that you think, I'm just putting this up for the good of the planet. The next thing you, you're getting people yeah, yeah, launching everywhere and then they're arguing with each other and yeah, you just go, like, delete, delete, delete the whole I thing. Really, I really like oranges. So what you're saying is you hate lemons. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone's going to disagree with you. Oh, no yeah, yeah. Oh, just... <clears throat> so then... COVID lifts, or the, sorry, not COVID lifts, the border opens. Yeah. And you've escaped back to Newcastle. Yeah, I left the day. <laughs> yeah. The day. Oh, the I've, I've gone so, to, so, where's the Newcastle connection for you? So, my brother and his wife and yeah, their yeah. two kids now um, are in Newcastle. Oh, right. They moved yeah. here yeah. seven years ago. Uh-huh. Um, her, his wife, Rach, is from Tari. Her oh, family right, okay. is all in Tari. Yeah, okay. I get you. Um, yeah, yeah, I went too far ahead. So, just you're just finishing the van, yeah, and off you comes home. Yeah, so yeah. timing <clears throat> finally. Well, I wouldn't say it was the best time because the best time for me would have been months earlier. Well, but exactly, it but was timing in that just as I was yeah getting the van. Then the borders open. Finished off his home. It's like so Oki was in Canada for how many months? Ten, Ten months. months. Yeah. So when you shipped him home, yeah. He would have, he'd have been put on the plane in Canada, yeah. and then he, and he's on his own until you pick him up at, in Sydney. That yeah. uh, in Melbourne, Melbourne yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he flew from Toronto to yeah. Dubai. Oh right, a, he's done that long. long had an overnight stop over. Yeah, well, because there was no. Route. That, that, that's exactly right. Yeah. There was no route. You couldn't go through US. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, to Dubai had an overnight stop over, then to Melbourne, and then. So obviously they look after them. Yeah. While they're there. Yeah, you've got so you you have to go through like a pet travel agent, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they organise all that. But jet yeah, pet? jet pets. Yeah. Jet pets was who he we went with on the way there. Over. On the yeah. way back, jet pets is actually moving away from doing domestic animals. I've heard that they're going into mainly doing like, which is apparently a really large field, but like transporting all live like lab mice and everything. Oh wow! Yeah. That's yeah. they're yeah. they're moved into that because that's where yeah. the money is. Yeah. But um. So I went with a small company, Canadian mm-hmm. company, on the way back, and he was awesome. It's just two people working for him, oh, yeah. um, and Jason from Mine Pet Mobile. He, mm-hmm. he, we had hours of conversations on the phone, mm-hmm. and you could tell he was just as concerned as I was with making sure we chose a safe yeah, route yeah. and everything yeah. to get him home. Mm-hmm. So, what's his frequent flyer card like? Oh, yeah, no, sorry. You didn't Good. buy him any duty free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Can you get me a free flight somewhere? You would have more travel, more travel air miles than anyone else. That's, I just find this <laughs> amazing. It's a fascinating yeah. story. Isn't it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah. before you left Melbourne, you got the surf, urban surf. I did. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm glad I did it too because I almost, almost went without doing it. We possibly are planning a trip around March. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I'm a bit scared to go back to Victoria. I don't know what's going to happen. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah urban yeah. surfs. How was epic. it? Epic. I, it, it exceeded my expectations. Yeah. It's also way scarier than I thought it was. Miles' brother said Yeah, it. my brother said the same thing. Scary, it's it's not it? as... It's not, it's not a mellow no. thing that he went, and on the advanced mode he went on. Yeah, same. Yeah. 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 And yeah. It's, I was so glad that I went with a guy, a friend that had been a few times mm. already... And he worded me up, and pretty much one of the last things he said before we jumped in the water was, he's like, 
he said he made this comment. I didn't know what he meant at the time, but he's he said just so you know, it's really loud when it starts up, yeah, and it sucks you straight into the grate. So you've got to paddle across it. Your board can get caught on it. You can damage your board, and that was it. And then oh, we jumped in the water, geez. and I was like, oh, oh okay, yeah, this, yeah. you know, this sounds <laughs> sounds a bit dodgy. And then I watched a couple of people go first. Yeah, yeah. And it is because it because you know the takeoff points in the like the apex of mm, the triangle, it's tight, yeah. and it's really tight because you kind of take off right next to a solid concrete wall, and on the other side it's a cage, and that there's as soon as the wave starts because there's breaks in between the set, but as soon as the wave starts, there's this suck that sucks you straight towards the cage, and you've just got to paddle kind of hard and but you've also got to wait for the person in front of you so they yeah. to rotate positions mm. so as soon as they get on a wave you've got to paddle turn around get in the spot and jump <laughs> on the next one so, yeah. and there's you know 15 guys there looking watching yeah, you watching so you, you, you feel this pressure full pressure yeah. don't, don't fall off yeah. yeah so my first session I reckon I made probably half so did you waves. do advanced yeah first? advanced straight because I said to my brother I'd I'd do, I'd, I'd do the intermediate yeah. first just to get my bearings. And he goes, oh, don't be silly, you'd have to. But um, No, but the funny thing is that I've talked to a lot of people that have done both. And apparently, and so when you do the advanced session, the first like 20 minutes of the hour is actually like the intermediate waves. Mm. And so it, won't, it doesn't barrel or anything. Yeah, yeah. And then about right. 20 minutes in, it starts, they, they tell you and then it'll start barreling. Yeah, yeah. And... That first twenty minutes is the takeoff's harder yeah, yeah, than when right. it's barreling, right. and my mates all said that the intermediate session, the takeoff's harder. Mm. So you're actually, in a way, you're almost better to go straight into the advanced. Yeah. I think, um, but the, it's amazing how quick you get used to it. So yeah. I went a second time that week because mm. I loved it. Did you surf the left or the right, or did you the both? left? You left. Yeah, yeah, left both times. Apparently, the right's a little bit harder too. They well, my brother's natural footer. Um, so obviously he was going to go on the, on yeah. the, on yeah. the right, because um, his his my nephew and niece did the intermediate one, yeah. and at that stage it was the biggest waves that they'd surfed because they hadn't surfed that size in the ocean, yeah, and it right. was a bit yeah. hectic. That would be scary. It was though. pretty hectic, yeah. and there was um, a couple of people in the lineup that didn't that didn't surf that well that probably shouldn't have been in the intermediate one, yeah. and so their boards are flying. Everyone's on hard boards, and my brother was almost like. Oh, I've just thrown them in the in the meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. And because you do, you hit the bottom and stuff as yeah, well. The bottom's concrete. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, there's, yeah. A, there's a new wave. They've put a couple two new waves on there as well now. For the two new. It's called the Tractor or the, oh, have they? Like for a longboard mini. Oh yeah. yeah. And I think because initially when they opened up, they had a um, like a higher one than the advanced. The beast yeah, mode. Beast, beast mode. mode yeah. And then people were getting. Cast and yeah. snapping boards and stuff, so they took it off. But apparently, that's come back. Yeah. It is back, yeah. But for me, the the advance was pretty good. Like yeah. you know, it, it gave you a chance. Once it's tubing, it's like you get a chance. You can do a one turn, yeah. and then, or you can just kind of go straight down the line. You know, it's going to barrel, mm. so you just get in position. And I found it. Like, I, I'm not an amazing barrel rider to start with, um, but I think in, after two sessions, so probably 10 or no, 20 successful waves, I got out of maybe four barrels. Yeah. There. Because you, you, but I feel like if you had another two sessions, yeah, you'd yeah. really hone it in. in. Yeah. You'd dial it in really yeah. quick. And then it, it was already really fun, but it'd just get funner and funner. Yeah. And because you, 
one of the tips they gave me was don't milk it all the way to the end, the yeah. wave. Jump, like you get the barrel, then it kind of ease, flattens out and jump off there because you can get straight back in the rip and there's a chance you can get two waves in a oh, set. Yeah, yeah. But to get two waves in a set, you've got to be pretty fit because <clears throat> yeah. it is a workout. Yeah, yeah. My brother said that he was in with 18 surfers for an hour and he physically gassed. You could. Could not catch yeah. another wave, yeah. even if one had come up in front of him. Yeah. yeah. And it's such a weird feeling because yeah. you get out of the water, you're absolutely cooked and you're in, it's like getting out of an Olympic swimming yeah, pool like yeah, it's yeah. fresh water yeah. so you, mm. it just feels yeah. weird but um, <laughs> mm. yeah I reckon I reckon when you've you've got that fitness up like if you went regularly you could start really yeah. making the most sounds of it. like we're going to have to have a, um, a bit of a training regime I'm definitely thinking that we, just, have, we, we have trips up the coast and we're going up to Old Bar in Crescent and if I haven't surfed for a week before I go up, I know. Oh my god! What am I doing? I'm going up. To, I'm going up for a long paddle session, and I haven't surfed for a week. Yeah. This could be bad, and and it has. I've I've got up there a couple of times <laughs> and just had one yeah. surf, and I'm cooked. I'm done. I, I can't surf anymore. For yeah. That day. I'm just completely ravaged. But um, I reckon just and if you book a few sessions, then you kind of got yeah, less got pressure on the yeah. one. You know? Yeah, I think yeah. yeah. We, we were sort of thinking definitely try and surf the left and the right on the same yeah. day with a break in between. And I think you'd do two on one day, two on the next day. Yeah. Uh, stay overnight, because it's near the airport. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Stay overnight. Um, but, yeah, what, what did you write? The, uh, what did I have? Just my mate's DHD. Okay. Oh, it's like a six. Six one. Yeah. Okay. My um, brother wrote a, wrote a six three pintail that he rides in in, in Mornington. Yeah. yeah, he rode a bit more gunny. He said he'd yeah. probably ride a bit more fishy sort of style yeah. next time he rode it. But he yeah. said he was glad. He just wanted the length. He just wanted yeah. something he could he could trust. Yeah, yeah. Unless yeah, unless you've got something like that that's going to get you up really early, I'd mm. want something with a bit of rocker because you can be dropping yeah. when you drop in. Yeah. But um, if you go the left, the nice thing is. For once, there's an advantage to being a goofy footer because there's less goofy footers in general. So yeah. we we surfed the second time midweek. Yeah. Um, I think it was like time. three p.m. or something, and there was three of us. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And my mate since has been going like the nine a.m. one mm. on the left, and he said twice there was him and two other people. Wow. So Pretty nice. midweek's the way to go. Well, yeah. be, being a resident redhead surfer and being a natural footer, going left is never an issue for me. No, it's <laughs> yeah. not. So I'd, I'd, I'll, I've said this a million times, I'll surf whatever the longest wave is. I don't yeah. care if it's 400 back end, I can go on the longest wave. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah. That's good you got varied. When you live on the surf coast yeah. and it's all right-handers. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of been all, like up in the Goldie and yeah. in northern New South Wales. A left's a rarity. Yeah. Yeah. All I wanted was a left, and I lo- like that mm. near Hams the other day. A left point break or reef break for me. Yeah. I love that, but it just it's rare. So. Yeah. Well, we've got a few a few spots in Newey that are lefts. Yeah, yeah. Most of the time. Oh, so. yeah, that's a good day. If we got in there early. We would have been good, but we just yeah. That's we've got dial that in for next time. I think mm. yeah. that's that was good. Yeah. So you're up here in Newcastle. You've got your new van. You've got your best bud back. Yeah, what's the plan? Taking, um, I know you're taking a break from social media for a month. Yeah, yeah. So I've just been kind of just enjoying being up here and catching yeah. up with my family. Like my brother had another kid in during COVID, so yeah. it's been meeting her. And, wow. Um, in that time, my the time I was away, Rory, his 
his son's gone from being, you know, just over one to yeah. his turn two. So he's changed so yeah, much yeah, in yeah. that time. And I really love spending a lot of time with them. Um, so, yeah, I've taken a bit of a step back. But There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, I am. So, as I said, I've, I've applied or I'm in the process of applying mm. for Annual 2 South. And it's actually worked out perfectly mm. because they've just opened the applications up and they're actually advertising straight up for a casual position, mm. right. which would suit me yeah. to a team. Yeah. I'd love to be casual and it's for Central Coast. So, oh, okay. I, yeah, so this one I'll start there and then, you know, if I can move up a bit, that'd be good. But yeah, um, yeah pick up shifts when I work mm. on and then that way it'll give me a real chance to say, you know, do I, do I want to keep going with videos? If I do, yeah. then I can... I can do that when I want and just pick shifts when I want. Mm. Um, and I've got a couple of videos planned through January. I've got a new uh, a new toy, which is going to be one of the videos which mm-hmm. you've seen. My I have seen that new toy, yeah. Very powerful electric skateboard that's yep. oh. already, already caused me a bit of an issue. I was issue. just about to say, I'm looking at a wound on the hand yeah. and I'm trying to work out. I wonder how he's done yeah. that. Yeah, and there's a bit of, yeah, so yeah. the skateboard, ah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, so it goes up to like 40 5Ks an hour. Oh. I was going 45Ks good till you come off. off. Good well, it's, yeah, it's like, it's like yeah. playing hockey. It's good without padding unless you fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, so the road wasn't really my yeah. friend that day yeah. and my brand new iPhone got smashed to bits. It yeah. was in my hand So well. it sounds like you're going to need... Oh, I think I'll be just wearing my hockey. Yeah, <laughs> fully padding up. Fully padded up I've with got, a hockey pad. I've got plenty of bubble wrap in the garage. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I, yeah, I was a bit silly when I had... I had very little protective gear on, yeah. so yeah. I'm, tr- I'm going to get a bit better at that, but... Yeah. It's super fun. Like I was thinking, I was. Are you allowed to take them on the Fernley track? Yeah, you can take them. Okay. Well, yeah, so I saw a guy. I was going down to the to check the surf this morning, and there was a guy coming over the crest before the jewels roundabout, yeah. and he was had the button yeah, in his yeah. hand, and he was standing bolt upright without a helmet, and he was hooking. Yeah. yeah. And I went one yeah. pebble, and you're just end over end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm yeah. my memory here. It's your brother that rides a unicycle? He does. Yeah. He can, he can ride a unicycle. He's mm. bloody good. Yeah. yeah. He, he's he's ridden them a bit less lately. It's actually quite yeah, funny. He he saw a guy recently on a unicycle. Yeah and thought that the guy looked rather uncool and he said i i look cooler than that don't i when i ride i'm like well mate it's all about how you feel and and he said he said that he actually thought it was quite a cool thing to do and in a way it it is he shouldn't be bothered by it but i think he had this image that was a bit grander than it was but he is like <laughs> he's done mountain bike races. He did a fifty-kilometer mountain bike race on this unicycle. Oh, wow! And, um, yeah, he was insane on it. He's done charity rides and all that stuff. He's got it becomes an obsession yeah. like surfing. He yeah. ended up having five different unicycles and all this <laughs> stuff. So yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a bit out there. But he he wants me to teach him to surf now. Yeah, but he you know being a a dad with two young kids. Mm. He's a bit time poor, but he's also a teacher. So tomorrow's his last day at work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so well, this we might have to we might have to hook up there. Yeah, I, I know. Surf coach. Yes, I hear there's some good ones in the air and there's very, very good ones. So. Yeah. Newcastle learned to surf. Very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah. I think he he'd yeah. love it. And he knows people. I'm I'm priming his two year old already to be very oh, yeah. comfortable in the water, so he can be. Yeah. My my kids were on on the end of my board at 18 months paddling around catching waves oh that's good to yeah. know alright well it means yeah. I can probably bring him to the next level then yeah, yeah. And I think with your with your YouTube you get it 
I think you can just do it at your pace. Yeah. You can do it at your pace and your leisure. If you want to do it, you do it. If you don't, you don't. But yeah. I, I agree. And it's it's definitely not the way to do it if you want if you're dead set on growing or anything mm. like that. Mm. But I'm pretty comfortable with where it's at and mm. mon- monetary wise it is at a point where I can make money off it when I when I want to as well, which is obviously important. Everyone needs to make money somehow yeah, yeah. and until I start working with paramedic again, mm. it's my main income still. But um yeah, I do feel a bit... The main thing that I feel bad about is I get a lot of messages of people saying, when's your next video? When's yeah, your next video? Yeah. And I feel bad about that, but I think over time I've just realised that you can't... Like, I tell people, you know, follow me on Instagram if you want more regular yeah. updates. Yeah. And if if they're saying, you know, I'm not willing to do that because they don't have the platform, that's, yeah. that's obviously their choice, but yeah. then they're also choosing to not get those updates. Yeah. It's not that hard to download an app and... Follow one person if you if you really wanted to. Yeah, know. if you really want. So I've just got to stop feeling like I, I'm honoured that they yeah. they want to see that yeah. stuff and that they are missing me and they do want to make sure I'm okay. But I also don't want to feel bad myself all yeah. the time because I'm like, oh, I, I, I owe these people something when it, it's my own thing to put yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, you're putting pressure on yourself. Yeah. To please other people. Yeah. And in some ways, that's the thing that scares me off doing it more regularly in the yeah. first place is because well I'm, I'm not sure I'm ready to commit to doing it yeah. regularly again so yeah. it's also a lot because now like obviously I'm single I'm in Newey mm. it's a lot to like if I meet a girl to be like are you going to be in these videos are you going to you know I don't want them to think yeah. they've got all of a sudden yeah, become yeah. a part of it mm. yeah. and the other side of that is now that I am filming on my own it's a completely different ball game filming videos well, on your own. I have told you, if you're on a skateboard, I'll lay yeah. on the ground with the camera, I can do it in the water. I'm yeah. Fine. I'm happy to use my filming skills to assist. Yeah, you're you're a good uh, resource to I'm for sure. behind the camera, so that's okay. <laughs> I'm happy to be behind the camera. And it's all, I've always found myself we just getting grow. someone... Getting behind, the guy behind the camera is the most thankless task. Yeah. Because I've done yeah. I've done videos with uh, with the coaches and we've got, we have a coach the coach session. Yeah. yeah. And it's twenty minutes behind the camera, and old fart here. When are these buggers coming in to give me a go? Yeah, and then yeah. I get out there and, and they it's like five minutes and they want to get back out. So yeah. it's almost like you need it. You need it. You can't have a surfer behind the camera all the time. You've nah. got to have someone hmm. that, that's. Yeah. And surfing, I feel like it's a bit tough as well because surfing for me has always been my like it's almost like my meditation time. Yeah. It's my time away Absolutely. from technology. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know the thing I love about or one of the many things I love about surfing is that you can't have your phone out there. You can't yeah, have, yeah. you know you can't be checking emails. You can't feel like you've got to be doing something else. You're just out there for that period. And then so to bring cameras into it and drones or whatever, you yeah. just. It's, for me, it almost takes that away from that a little bit. I've never liked time limits on yeah. surf. That's why I never really enjoyed comps with 20, 30 mm-hmm. minutes to get mm-hmm. your waves. My, my idea of going for a I surf, like my daughter and I last week up at Alba, Ash has gone, when are we going in? I said, when I can't paddle. Yeah. I'm just staying out here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nearly, I'm about half an hour longer, half an hour. So you know, you're only there for two, two and a half hours. I just want to surf until I, either the, you, you tire out of the waves, yeah. chain something, you know. I just, yeah, well, having you having your band, you don't have problems with accommodation. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can jump into it right at the end. But that was something that I loved 
when I was at AMBO full time is mm. the good the good thing one of the good things about being in AMBO is when you go home you don't have homework you know yeah, that's yeah, your yeah. work's at shift yeah, and yeah, you don't yeah. bring it home and mm. so whenever I was in so the surf obviously when I wasn't on shift I just knew that time mm. I never felt I had to be somewhere else yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm also, you know, I don't have kids or anything. Yeah. Then you might yeah. feel like you think you should be yeah. helping yeah. out with parenting or something. Yeah. But otherwise, I could just feel like, yeah, I could serve as long as I want. Mm. And that's when I really enjoy it. When I don't... Because even now, sometimes I find I'm in the water and go, oh, I should be doing this. And yeah. I think part of that's just getting, becoming an, more an older adult and mm. having more responsibilities yeah. accumulate. And, yeah. There's nothing beats, I reckon, just having, managing this... Get a day off, hitting the road, hmm. up the coast, surf all day, come well, home. There's so many great locations north for us. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're pretty spoiled. Yeah, I'm looking forward to exploring a lot more. Of, yeah, we, lot do, more we do a few roadies. Yeah. One, the one that I've just more. done the, the last couple of weeks, it's literally, you can leave home at seven and be home by five, six, and you can surf mm. all day yeah. with a gap in between. And it's it's really it's a really it's not a not a hard drive. Yeah. And, uh, Asher loved it last. We have we have her. She's, my eldest daughter's just done the HSC, so it's been a pretty hectic yeah few months. Oh, crazy getting through to there and then, So she finally gets a day where we could go up the coast, and overnight she decides to go and stay at Nelson's Bay. So I have to drive into Nelson's Bay and then drive out to go to where we were going. Yeah. I heard she get with her wetsuit. Oh yeah, yeah. She took the wrong wetsuit out. She took your wetsuit. Yeah, out I got I got home and went to rinse out my wet spot. I thought was my wetsuit. That's hers. So I don't oh, know what yeah. she did. I don't know. She must have lost it. Water's not that cold. Oh, I yeah. know. That was hilarious. But, but no, we'll definitely get some more surfing. Yeah. Well, um, so I said today was a good day to do a to do a pod because we. Well, there's not, many, wasn't, there's not yeah, much. Yeah, wasn't much going on. So it's yeah. so, like yeah, let's do this. Yeah. So all the other stuff, we'll have to do another episode. And <laughs> I think we've covered a lot. Oh, this has been a, this has been great fun. No, it has. Uh, yeah. Really interesting to sort of hear the insight, as I said, because watching your original YouTube channel and seeing what's on the screen, you see that, but then you don't realise, oh, okay, I'm filming one or two days a week, that there's other adventures that went yeah. on. Yeah. And, and now seeing, you know, your new channel, yeah. which is on YouTube, you just search Max and Oki. Yeah. On YouTube and was it what's Instagram? It's Max uh, bids. Max underscore bids. Yeah. yeah. So check that out, and hopefully you'll well, you'll be adding content. <laughs> Maybe yeah. in about a month. When or I so. want to. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But that's it. Yeah. There's no pressure. No, no, there's none. I mean, the skateboard company does want me to <laughs> get that video up yeah. sooner. Well, we can do that. You can get. Do you know, find out Reddit Red Red Park, 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 That's where we do the videos yep. when we on, on the training, we do training days down there. So. No, I'm actually gonna. I'm looking forward to that video because it's the board's so fun. That, mm. You know, it's something that I chased, and they did. They sent it to me for free, but I chased it up, mm. and um, it's it's just a product that I'm more than happy to say mm. is fun because it's mm. the funnest thing going around. And not only that, it's what they kind of they want me to angle it which is true is that it's it's transport as well yeah, and yeah. people are yeah, starting to yeah. commute on these things to yeah. work and it's yeah. good for the environment and everything yeah. but I was just riding around today just going I just love being yeah, on this thing yeah. it honestly feels like you're snowboarding you, it's like you're constantly on a downhill run oh yeah even when you're going uphill mm. you're on a downhill yeah. run like yeah. Yeah. yeah just don't come off 
No, yeah. don't come off. Yeah. I've seen the results of that one. It's not yeah. pretty. Yeah. Bit- bitumen's like, yeah, it's not yeah. your friend. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I think it's not everyone that skateboarded has got yeah. scars, oh, scars yeah. to prove yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Or broken yeah. bones. Yeah. yeah, it's part of part of it, I guess. I must admit, I, I'm getting to the stage now where I want to wear elbows and knees, and yeah. now when I skateboard now, I just. It's, I'm not afraid. I've got a skateboard. Just car. can't afford to get break, break, break anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of want to do that, but for the wrong reasons. I want to like fully pad up and then just gun it. Yeah. <laughs> like I was talking to my dad about it. He's yeah. like, you know, you're going to be wearing a helmet and everything from now on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I really want to learn to slide around corners. Mm. Yeah, if you're like, doing 40 k's, you yeah, need, well, you need yeah. suitable. I've seen those clips of people doing downhills oh, on their yeah. skateboards, and they've got a pair of gloves. Yeah. And I just go, you're doing 100k an hour and you yeah. fall off, mm. you're going to rag yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah, they're called puck gloves. That's yeah. what I was actually looking at one yeah. yesterday. And I just think, I, that's, I definitely have them, but I'd, I'd have to have knee and elbow yeah. and helmet. Yeah. Yeah, Hip guards as well. It's just your basic hockey gear. Yeah. 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 yeah, a full face helmet's probably a good idea, yeah. I reckon, yeah. for doing that stuff too. Yeah. But it's all fun. Yeah, I think it it, it's nice to still, you know, have stuff that's just for fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we'll go check that out. We'll get a go and have a look at the van. Yeah. And, uh, but, mate, it's been awesome having you on the pod. Yeah, thanks so, for having me. It's been a good chat. Yeah, it's good fun. It's good to good to sort of hear the adventures and the story and hopefully, you know, the local circus and that will, you know. Van, van life in Australia has exploded with COVID. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's so, going to be a lot out there. Yeah, sure. and we are just talking before because we were... You know, I, I bought another one. I'm just mucking around with doing up, and then Miles is looking for for one. And uh, you know, you, you may have a career in that. <laughs> I've definitely been asked. Yeah, a lot. yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of inquiries whether I can build people's vans for them. It's it's such yeah. a big job, as you it know. It is. Yeah. Even yeah. someone to say, "Hey, I need a window put in. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah it's this yeah. much to do it." Later. Yeah, and I just. <clears throat> but you got to have the tools and the space to do yeah. it again. And if you're like, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Yeah. I just. I'd hate that pressure well, watched, of doing it for someone else. I've watched your videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is a, there is a local bloke um, that does van fit-outs, yeah. and um, it's there. They are a tremendous, tremendous um, what yeah. he does. But yeah. obviously, it's it, it's a premium amount too. It's not going to. He's not doing it for free. No, but, yeah. um, and as if that shouldn't be. It's a, it's, no. a, it's a lot of work, and you know yeah. you're working oh, with yeah, all definitely. rounded surfaces. Oh, of course. Yeah, the, the carpentry alone yeah. is is time consuming. Yeah. yeah, so I can oh, I can, I can fully understand why it costs so much. But yeah. it, I'm stood in the front yard scratching my head for a long time. Go, I just can't figure this out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I watch carpenters at work every day doing that. Just going, <laughs> I don't know how they get that, but yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, just, I just hold stuff and carry stuff. <laughs> well, it's yeah. been awesome. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll probably do another pod pretty pretty soon because we've got a lot of surfing stuff to talk about. But yeah. I think once we got started, I think this was so much more fun uh, to talk about. So, no worries, guys. Well, that is a wrap for today. All right, and we'll catch Take you care. on the next one. Thanks See for ya. having me. <laughs> See ya. Bye.